Hello there, friend. This is Jerry Tyson in the Beacon's Light. SWRC.com gives you access to one of the nation's largest collections of prophecy-related materials, books, and DVDs with new items being added almost every day. Resources from Mark Hitchcock, Billy Crone, Ed Heinsen, Noah Hutchings, Tom Horn, Larry Spargimino, and many, many more. SWRC.com. That's SWRC.com. With the name Beacon Street Media as our new publishing umbrella name, it only makes sense that we consider some actual beacons during some of these podcasts. So I will occasionally focus the beacon's beam on a lighthouse. The first one we'd like to consider is off the shore of Charleston, South Carolina, near Fort Sumter. It stands a forlorn lighthouse tower with badly faded hints of black and white stripes of paint. A moderate walk along Folly Beach brings a reward of a beautiful shoreline and an unobstructed view of this sad, desolate, yet majestic light tower, typical of many eastern U.S. coastal lights. It's among some of the tallest, but far below Cape Hatteras, North Carolina, and its 257 steps to reach its towering 210-foot height. Maybe you remember Morris Island from the 2003 series of southeastern lighthouses honored on U.S. postage stamps. Holding on to a very small piece of real estate with every ounce of its weight and leaning slightly northeast from erosion, it awaits the inevitable day when another storm or more erosion will forever remove it from its stately position. When first built, it boasted a series of support buildings and lighthouse keepers' houses, but within 10 years of its 1876 completion, hurricanes and a strong earthquake took their toll on the Morris Island Light Complex. If it was open to visitors today, you'd have to climb 201 steps to the light lens level just below the 161-foot top. Storms early in the 1930s washed away the lighthouse keepers' homes and all of the three small islands in their compound, except the foundation directly under the light. It was the combination of these storms and the construction of jetties to protect the shipping lanes into Charleston Harbor that caused rapid erosion of Morris Island. By 1938, the shoreline had reached the lighthouse, making it unsafe to keep it manned, so the lighthouse was upgraded and automated. In 1962, a new and, I might add, rather unattractive, yet serviceable lighthouse was constructed across the bay at Sullivan's Island, relieving the old Morris Island light of its responsibilities. Then, and only then, was its beacon darkened. Emergency repairs have allowed it to stand the tests of time and adversity, and now in private hands, it is suffering considerable neglect since 1966. As of 1999, it was designated the Pride of Charleston 
in a campaign to raise money for its preservation. In 2000, the lighthouse was transferred to the state of South Carolina and leased to Save the Light, Incorporated for 99 years, a multi-million dollar restoration effect to preserve this landmark tower before the ravages of time and weather take their toll is underway. With a little thought, it's very easy to see some almost human traits in lighthouses, especially about our Morris Island example. Tall and strong in youth, but attacked from several sides, it aged to find the ravages we face. We never expect some of the problems that must be faced as time advances. Just when we think we've caught up with one, another one comes along to divert our attention from what we thought we were finally free to do. Sometimes we need to be propped up using a cane or crutches, maybe a wheelchair. Our independence is now threatened. Maybe we're even tempted to think that we've been let down by the Lord. But his primary promises are for eternity, with the promises for this life sometimes being a little less sure than we might like them to be. I find the Morris Island Lighthouse encouraging to me in that despite all of the storms, adversities, and surely some even suggesting tearing it down before it becomes a greater problem, it held true to fulfill its mission. It was there with a bright light to provide guidance and encouragement. It reminds me of an aged grandfather we knew who recently went home to his reward after nearly 90 years on earth. His testimony was dependably focused on the Lord and his goodness in saving him when he wasn't worth saving. It always pointed to Jesus, just as the top of a lighthouse points toward the heavens. Bob needed a cane or a walker for mobility, and I know he found it frustrating, but until almost the end, he sat in the same spot in church, no doubt encouraging many others more than he was being encouraged by them. The account of Job of old comes to mind also. None of us knows anyone who went through as much as he did. His own wife, mother of his many children, encouraged him to curse God and die. I doubt they had life insurance in those days, so it wasn't for the sake of the money she'd gain. It's hard to imagine anyone I know putting up with that, but Job did. And it would seem they still had a good relationship, because at the end of the story, they had another ten children, and his daughters were beauty queens. His riches were restored to him as well, above what they had been before his sudden catastrophes. Morris Island, while stooped and battered, still kept shining until replaced with a newer generation, just like most of us will be. Just like the Sullivan's Island Lighthouse was prepared to fulfill the need, each of us needs to prepare those who will follow us to serve the Lord. What can compare to the godly example of a parent raising children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, as Ephesians 6, 4 teaches? Matthew 5, 16 says it this way, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. 
I can't help but to quote a verse and chorus from a great hymn that I hope is still sung in your church. It's called, The Bible Stands. The Bible stands like a rock undaunted mid the raging storms of time. Its pages burn with the truth eternal, and they glow with a light sublime. The Bible stands, though the hills may tumble, it will firmly stand when the earth shall crumble. I will plant my feet on its firm foundation, for the Bible stands. Have you planted your feet on its firm foundation? Life in the future might have some unexpected surprises, but don't worry. God has it all under control. Stand tall. In the Beacon's Light is a production of Beacon Street Media. Feel free to contact us at www.swrc.com. This is Jerry Tyson reminding you that when we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanses us from all sin. In the Beacon's Light is a production of Beacon Street Media. Feel free to contact us at www.swrc.com. This is Jerry Tyson reminding you that when we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanseth us from all sins.